Pensions in 2016. This podcast touches upon some of the changes that have already happened and outlines some of what may be to come for pensions in 2016. It will be of particular interest to private clients undertaking pension planning either pre- or post-retirement. Last year we saw some really significant changes to how pensions do and will operate going forwards, both for those saving for and those actually in retirement. Pensions in 2016 look set to undergo as much change as happened to them in 2015. Last April, new freedoms were introduced that allowed pension savers to spend their retirement funds how they liked once they reached 55. In theory at least though, as with all things pension, it was not quite that simple, as many found it hard to access their pension pots or have discovered that they had to pay charges that they weren't expecting to their advisors, their pension providers or both. This year, we already know that there are more changes to come. We know that the new state pension will be introduced, additional rate or higher rate tax relief will be cut, and the lifetime pensions allowance is to be reduced to £1 million. From £1.25 million down from the original £1.5 million. It is our opinion that there will be more changes to come this year, as previously announced changes with little detail become clearer and the issues surrounding pensions are fought over by the Treasury, the DWP, pension providers, the financial press, and even we wealth managers. Here are some likely changes that could affect your retirement savings over the coming year. Be aware, however, that some of this is informed guessing and conjecture, and details are, as ever, subject to change, cancellation, political whim, and provider pushback. It seems highly likely that tax relief on pension contributions will be reduced. In fact, some are even going so far as to state that it will be abolished completely. We do not believe that a full abolition is likely, but we would suggest that if you're a high-rate taxpayer and wish to make pension contributions, that you do so quickly before March to ensure your best chance of investing with the remaining full higher-rate tax relief whilst it is still available. The government launched a consultation on pensions tax relief last year and the Chancellor has said that the changes will be announced in the budget in March. It is highly unlikely, in our opinion, that there will be no changes announced after such heavy backing from the Chancellor. The emerging consensus seems to be that the rate of the relief will be reduced to around 33% from the current individual's highest marginal rate, or the highest effective rate of tax that each individual pays, which can be, for some people, up to 60%, However, it is more likely to be 45%, 40% or 20% depending on an individual's income. However, again, I would remind you that this Chancellor is determined to see huge savings in the state budget and that the cuts to tax relief could be much deeper than this. Some have been calling for a pensions ISA. With no upfront tax relief, but no tax upon retirement. And this has gained some traction with commentators and the public. But in our opinion, this would mean an effective gamble that future governments would not renege on the no-tax-on-exit promise. Future governments cannot be held to account this way, so this truly would be a huge leap of faith for the investing public. 
As previously mentioned, the annual allowance is also to be reduced from £1.25 million to £1 million. But this is causing real issues for both advisors and the public, as HMRC have still not finalised how this is to be documented. There are also some commentators such as Alan Hyam, founder of PensionsChamp.com, who have said that they expect the annual lifetime allowances to be scrapped as part of the changes. This is something we would really favour, as the allowance based on an annual contribution or a lifetime allowance is an absolute minefield for the unwary and penalises huge swathes of ordinary savers in both the public and private sectors and can actually penalise those with very efficient investment strategies. Planning not to breach a 1 million pension fund limit is extremely difficult and, in our opinion, an unnecessary complication for too many who are trying to do the right thing with their pension planning. The government has launched consultations in each of these areas and is expected to announce new policies next year. Changes could include a ban or cap on exit fees, a cap on transfer times and cheaper financial planning becoming available, but nothing has yet been said about the annual or lifetime allowance that we've noticed. Pensionable ages are rising, particularly in relation to state pensions, with many women caught off guard having to wait longer for their state pension. It will be interesting to see if the huge groundswell of poor publicity for the government and some excellent campaigning highlighted by Jeff Prestridge at the Mail on Sunday will prompt any sort of rethink, particularly in light of the former pensions minister, Steve Webb, commenting that he admitted the move was perhaps ill thought out. Currently, benefit from private pensions can be taken from the age of 55. However, rises in life expectancy are putting even greater pressure on individuals to ensure their pension funds can last for a very long time. Therefore, a number of experts have said the government may set about tackling the issue by setting the age at which an individual can draw private pension benefits 10 years before their state pension age. We will have to wait and see whether any announcements are made on this particular planning issue. This is not a move that we would support. We've already seen personal pension retirement ages rising from 50 to 55, and many people are planning that this with tax-free cash lump sums allocated to other issues apart from just pensions. Turning to final salary schemes, sometimes known as defined benefit schemes, it is highly likely that these will be less generous going forward. The state second pension contracted out schemes are disappearing and national insurance rate rises will happen for scheme members. We will probably therefore see these schemes adjust the terms of their benefits to make them less generous or as is more likely further closures of these schemes in favour of money purchase or defined contribution schemes. Public sector defined benefit schemes are also coming under government pressure with changing contribution levels and retirement ages. This is a trend that we see continuing as there is a huge national liability within these largely unfunded schemes. It's interesting to note here that different public sector schemes have very different terms attaching and it has recently been reported that the most generous of all are the local government schemes and the least generous tend to be, despite public opinion, the NHS. The ability to sell previously purchased annuities via a proposed second-hand annuity market will have their applying rules clarified this year. 
There is, however, a huge amount of disquiet over this issue, with many commentators unsure of how to value the seller and his annuity, and how this can be enforced and maintained in a fledgling market without detriment to the seller of the annuity. Who will buy them? Who will act as market makers is also unclear at this stage. We would suggest, with all this change going on, that you revisit your pension planning. You would expect so from us. In light of announced changes, likely changes to legislation, we think it's important you do this as soon as possible. If you're a higher rate taxpayer, we would urge you to consider making any planned contributions ahead of any announcement from the Chancellor in March this year. If you wish to discuss any of the issues touched upon in this podcast, please don't hesitate to contact us or call your usual wealth manager at Investment Quorum on 0207 337 1390 and they will be happy to help you with your options. Lee is a chartered wealth manager and is listed in the definitive Spears Wealth Index as one of the top 10 working in the UK today. To find out more about how he might be able to help you, please visit investmentquorum.com. Lee's company, Investment Quorum, is authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority.